What's going on, everyone? It is Wednesday night. We are going to be previewing week three games, and we are going to kick it off with Thursday night football between the Cleveland Browns and the Pittsburgh Steelers. So let's get into it. So the Browns have won one game, lost one game. Same thing with the Steelers. Pretty even match, I would say. Um, obviously, Browns still without Deshaun Watson. Both mm-hmm. teams coming off a loss after winning their openers. I think the Browns are the overall better team, so I'm taking them. Yeah, I'd say they are. I, I kind of feel the Steelers in this one, honestly. I'm taking like, Steelers, too. Stranger things happen on Thursday nights, mm. unfortunately. Yeah. Reason I'm taking the Steelers is because Jadevian Clowney and a couple other key players for the Browns are not going to be active for the game. Let's just hope Mason Rudolph stays on the sideline. Yeah. Uh-huh. Everyone, no everyone involved, everyone <laughs> involved will be a lot better off if he does. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Anything more that you guys want to add to the game? Um, this is all I gotta say. This is probably the most boring matchup that we have to, that we are forced to watch every single year. So let's just get this game out of the way and move on to the rest. Can we please stop with? primetime rivalry games. I mean, <clears throat> some of them make sense, okay? Like <clears throat> Eagles-Cowboys. I get that. Chiefs-Chargers. I, I get that. It, it's not even just the Browns and the Steelers. I feel this way for the entire AFC North. Well, I feel this way for any game that's not featuring two teams that are probably going to go to the playoffs. I mean, both these teams most likely will be sitting on their couches in January. So. Right. A lot of them are. Possibly, possibly. I don't know. I feel like the Browns have more of an advantage. But whatever you think. Week 10, we will be treated to a Thursday night matchup between the Falcons and Panthers. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yes. I can't wait for that. <coughs> Does anybody even watch these games other than the fans of the well, fan bases involved? Okay, think about it, though. I don't know. I feel like there could be a lot going on in those in that game. I mean, but they, they, they both show that they they have electrifying offenses. So I think that could be a money maker depending on how the game turns out. Probably sounds awful for me to say as a podcaster. Like, does anybody even watch these games? Because technically, we're supposed to, but. Let's be honest, it's not physically possible for us to watch every single game. Right. Okay, let's move Moving on from on. that one. <laughs> Riley, Sunday hit us with the first noon games. Sunday slate, we got a very good matchup. Divisional 2, Bills at Dolphins. Mmm, at Dolphins? In Miami. Mm, I don't know. Alright. I'm gonna take the Bills on this. I know, I know. I I'm i I'm back and forth on this. I think I'm gonna take the Bills. I know uh Miami has like let's say the best receiving duo in the NFL. 
Let's just say that because they're pretty much they had the first receiving leader and the the third receiving leader. So I'm just gonna put this out. Um, I think the DBs in Buffalo are, are good enough to stay with them. So I'm gonna go with Buffalo. Me too. Seems like everything should be working in favor of Miami. I mean, they are at home, but the Bills are just too good. I don't see any way that Miami can really pull off an upset unless if Josh Allen and the receivers just can't get on the same page, which is highly unlikely. So, yeah, I'm taking Bills. All right, next game. Next game, we got Eagles at Washington Commanders. At the Commanders? Doesn't matter. It's on. Uh, it's at noon? Yep. I don't know. I feel like... I feel like this is a Washington game. Really? For, some, uh, for an odd reason, yeah. Just because they're at home, I think they can pull it out. No other comments. I think the commanders will come back down to earth after Carson Wentz's high performances the last two weeks. I think they're going to get blown out despite it being a divisional matchup. I think it'll be within two scores, but I'm going to go Philadelphia. And Carson Wentz, to your point, he's had some pretty good weeks the last couple weeks, but when you're Losing in games, your passing yards and your completions and all that tends to get inflated because you're always throwing the ball when you're from behind. So I'll take the Eagles. All right. No other comments? Nope. Okay. We got the Chiefs at Indianapolis Colts. Braden, you go first. Uh, if they got everyone, then I'm going to take the Colts. But if they don't have all their healthy starters, then I'm taking the Chiefs. I'm going to take the Chiefs. Just the injuries. The injuries are wow. I can't believe how many injuries they have. It's it's insane. I would be inclined to take the Colts since they're at home, but. To be honest, the Chiefs have looked incredible so far. The Colts haven't looked that good against a couple of divisional opponents who aren't, like, they're not world beaters, let's say that. Right. But in a way, the Colts are kind of like the Packers. At the beginning of the season, they start really slow. Like, I know I know they got destroyed week one this week, or week one this year, but they also got destroyed last year by the Saints. In week one, same goes for the Colts. I lost to Jacksonville week one, but um, we'll see what happens. I mean, the Colts did beat the brakes off of the Buffalo Bills last year, if I remember right. Yes, but I think it was, I think, I think weather conditions had something to do with that because I know Buffalo played another game in harsh weather conditions that ended up, that they ended up losing that game as well. So I don't know. All right, next up we got the Lions at the Minnesota Vikings. Um, Lions at Minnesota. 
I don't know. I think the Lions got something going, but just to keep it safe, I'm going to go with the Vikings because they're at home, and that's one of the toughest places to play. I'm going to say this will be similar to the Eagles-Commanders matchup. Commanders and Lions both played each other, and I think this will be a similar outcome to what I just said. I think the Lions will come back down to earth. I don't think any of them will have a great game. I think this is going to be a shootout. It's probably going to be something in the 30s for both teams. Uh, Detroit, their defense looks pretty bad so far. Their offense looks incredible. But I feel like it's going to be one of those games where playing on the road for the first time for the season, I don't think the Lions are going to do it. But this is a game that really concerns me as a Vikings fan. I think the spread on the game right now is about six points. Vikings are favorites. I think there's a good chance that the Lions cover that spread. But I'm still going to take the Vikings to actually win the game. If this was the week one matchup, would you have taken the Vikings? Yeah. Like straight, just like straight up, no no like worries or anything like that? You'd take the Vikings? Yeah. Okay. Just My decision I just really wouldn't change on that. I feel like the defense for the Vikings will readjust back to how it was against Green Bay. Hmm. I think really Detroit's helpful. offense the first couple of games really scared me. But, yeah, so if it was just week one going right into it, I think I wouldn't really have to worry about the Lions. <coughs> I feel like it'd be more of a pushover. But I don't think we're going to have that now. I think it's going to be a really close game. Next up, Bengals at New York Jets. I'm going to take the Jets because Joe Flacco's been balling and the Bengals haven't really been like playing it, like as we know them. So um, I'm just going to take the Jets on this one. I think the Super Bowl hangover might be real. And the Jets look good. Garrett Wilson looks good. Running back duo looks good. I'm going to take the Jets. I think I'm going to go Jets, too. And the reason being um, Joe Burrow, just he's having a really hard time right now. Uh, mm -hmm. I think if I heard right, a lot of his sacks are self-induced. Mm -hmm. And he just um, he also has a really high like sack efficiency rate. So basically meaning, um, let's say you know, the quarterback gets pressured a certain amount of times per game. Mm -hmm. More of those pressures turn into sacks than almost every other quarterback in the league. All right. Next up, Raiders at Tennessee Titans. Raiders at Titans. Um... Let's see. You think you guys think Malik will start? I don't think so. No, I think he could come in for a play though. You just better hold on to the ball. I think Raiders ball out. Titans yeah. look Titans look so weak. Honestly, I don't see if I play the Titans, I'm scared if Malik's playing. But Ryan Tannehill's back there. Uh -uh. Honestly. 
hope Malik Willis takes over as starter, then I'll give them something to be excited about for the season. Mm -hmm. This game, out of all the games this week, this one's been the hardest for me to pick. I might actually lose some sleep over it, trying to figure out who's going to win. But it's so hard for me to pick just because Titans are coming off of a short week, but they're at home, and this feels like the perfect get-right game for them. Then the Raiders come off of a heartbreaking loss to the Cardinals, so I could see it going their way too. I'm just going to pick the Titans because I feel like this is they that they're a better team than the Raiders. Their overall roster is better. So I think the Titans get their first win. Really? Mm-hmm. How so? Well, it goes back to the offensive line. So I know the Raiders have a way better pass rush, but I'm way more confident in the offensive line for Tennessee than I am for Oak, not Oakland. They're not in Oakland anymore, are they? <laughs> Las Vegas. Thankfully. Um only issue is, you know, Derek Carr's got more weapons to use. But I'm still going to take Tennessee. All right. Saints of Panthers. Saints of Panthers. I don't know. Can't, I really can't identify the Saints right now. I'll be honest. But I'm going to take... I'll take the Panthers at home. I think they have something to show. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the Saints. This is another game for me. I think is pretty hard to pick. I think it's kind of a coin flip. The Saints haven't looked that great so far, but really, I mean, the Panthers haven't showed anything at all that is in the least bit encouraging. So. Even though the Saints are going on the road, I think they take this one. All right. Ravens at the New England Patriots. Oh, I'm taking the Ravens. Yeah. I think they walk all over the Patriots. Years past, it's shown that too. Lamar, Lamar <laughs> basically owns Belichick. This was a week one matchup. I'd be a little scared for the offensive side of the Ravens, but I'd be a little more confident in the defense. So I I think the game will probably be like maybe 20 in the 20s, and they'll probably give up like a touchdown, maybe a field goal. I'm going to take the Ravens. I feel like this is a game that – could pro somebody who's analyzing it could probably look way too much into. <coughs> I don't think you need to look that hard at it. I think it's the Ravens. We saw what Miami did week one to New England, and then we saw how Miami and Baltimore played last weekend against each other. New England just simply doesn't have the offense to keep up with. Indeed. Last of our 12 o'clock Central Time schedule, 1 o'clock Eastern. Texans at Chicago Bears. I think the Texans take this one. I do too. At the Bears? 
No, I'm taking the Bears. Fun fact, before I made my decision on who was going to win this game, I actually checked the forecast for Chicago. Uh, Is it going to rain again? It's not going to. That's why I chose the Texans. If it was going to rain, I think the Bears would take this game. But I think the Texans, they showed some fight against Denver. They obviously showed some fight against Indianapolis. So I think Houston is their first win of the year to go 1-1-1. I think Houston's defense will win them this game rather than the offense. Their defense has been pretty solid so far. I think they could get maybe a pick six to give them that edge. Justin Fields. All right, starting off our 3 o'clock midday schedule. Jaguars at Chargers. Jaguars at Chargers. Um, do you think, if, since Herbert's questionable, they decide to keep him out for this game? I don't think do you, so. Who, who, who's the backup? Chase Daniel. Really good backup. Yeah, he's pretty solid. I think this is a game that if they – so it sounds like Herbert's expected to play. I think this is a game that they need him to play because if they start Chase Daniel, they're losing to the Jaguars. Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, honestly. They're, they're, they're at home, so I'm just going to take the Chargers. I don't think the quarterback matchup between Herbert and Daniel Daniels will change it. The outcome of this game, but uh, this is probably the hardest one for me to pick, believe it mm-hmm. or not. But I, I'll go for the safe pick and just pick the Chargers. But I, I will watch this game. This will be a good game to watch. I don't know if I set my pick, but I'm picking LA. All right, Rams at Arizona Cardinals. Rams at Arizona Cardinals. Uh, Rams. Yeah. I don't want to overanalyze it too much. I'd say Rams. If the Cardinals weren't such a suspect team, I'd pick them to win this game. Because the Rams are almost just as suspect as the Cardinals. But I think i got to give the benefit of the doubt to the Super Bowl champions here. I'm going Rams. All right, great. Probably best matchup of the week. Packers in Tampa Bay against the Buccaneers. Mike Evans will not be attending this game on the field. Rough. Not sure. Um, I have to check the injury report, but if Julio Jones and Chris Godwin missed too, this could be an interesting one even more. All right. Yeah, pull that up before I make my decision. All right. I want to know what, how much participation they've had in practice. Because if they at least have, I mean, they'll have Russell Gage, Scotty Miller, and Perryman. I don't know. Does Cole Beasley even play this game? I doubt it. I mean, how is he going to have any of the plays memorized? Could be the punt returner, I guess. It says... Chris Godwin, Julio Jones, and Akeem Hicks 
non-participants for today? Oh, this is so hard. Who do I take? You know what? I'm going to take... So was Fortnite. I, I'm going to take Tampa Bay. I still think they find a way to win this game. Now Tom Brady lets somebody else march into random games and take this. So I'm going to take Tampa Bay. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I'll take Tampa. What do you guys think will be like the deciding factor in the game? Do you think it'll be like defensive, whoever defense plays better, or run game establishment? I'm gonna go with the run game. I think I like that. I think both teams are gonna have to rely on it heavily. Last week the Packers relied a ton on Aaron Jones, and the week before they relied a ton on AJ Dillon. And playoff Lenny's getting his his run too down in Tampa Bay. So yeah, uh, I think I think running game is really going to decide this one, mm-hmm. especially if neither quarterback really has any viable options at receiver. So yeah, Fortnite promised us Fortnite promised us some more touchdowns. So we'll see. Got another one at in the three o'clocks, middays, Falcons and Seattle Seahawks in Seattle. Falcons. Uh, it's in Seattle. Yep. I'm taking the Seahawks. I'm going to take the Falcons and I'm going to say Kyle Pitts usage will in this game so I would like to correct myself a little bit here so I want to apologize for anybody that I may have misled with my comments yesterday about Kyle Pitts about how he should be used exclusively as an X receiver it sounds like that's how Atlanta's using him so they are using him the way that I would use him apparently it's just just not the right way yeah Before we move on quick, can we can we just talk about that Tampa Bay Green Bay really quick how like the quarterbacks are Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady and we're talking about how in a a game where the weather's going to be just fine down in Florida that their running games are going to carry their team. Mm. I mean, I mean these what quarterbacks have looked that good this year no it's just so crazy yeah because coming into the season you make a list of quarterbacks tom brady and aaron Rodgers are in your top four probably i just think it's crazy yeah sunday night matchup jimmy g revenge tour will be played in denver against the broncos I don't know. I think I, I think Forty uh, Niners take it. Yeah, they show, they've shown for years past that they can play in the league. Here's something really silly: Denver's favored to win by a point and a half. Last time I checked, really? Who made that line? I mean, that's, huh, that's someone ridiculous. in Vegas. 
it's going to be trailers. Well, I guess they won those. I think it's going to be a total smackdown. I don't think this game is even close. 49ers are going to win by at least three scores. Uh-huh. Denver's just be, so bad. I think there'll be stuff thrown on the field by halftime. Daniel Hackett got some Russ, issues. Russ is cooked. Russ is cooked. I don't know if you guys heard this, but Excuse the, me. the Broncos fans actually started – Mocking Nathaniel Hackett by every time the play clock would hit 10, they would start going 10, 9, 8. It's just like it's game two of the season, and you already got your whole fan base against <laughs> you. Like, what does that say? That's pretty embarrassing. Hostile fan base. How can you be that bad at managing the clock, though? Great. Anybody who's ever played a game of Madden could manage the clock better than that. And yeah. Nathaniel Hackett's getting paid millions of dollars to coach his team, so. Yeah. Ooh, this is an interesting one for a Monday night. Cowboys at New York Giants. Cowboys at Giants. Cowboys at the Giants. Um, I'm taking the Cowboys. I think Cooper Rush gets it done. Maybe we'll see some clutch Cooper Rush moments. Cooper Clutch. But there we go. Cooper Clutch. There we go. I said I think the Giants will actually be a good team this year, and Brian Dable is that man. I think he gets it done, starts him off three and oh. Let's go for it. Wouldn't that be something though? I'm inclined to take the Giants. I think that this game, actually, I know if this game was at AT&T that Cowboys would almost certainly win. But how long can the Cooper Rush magic wear on? I guess we'll find out if it's Forever. still going. But, yeah, I'm going to take the Giants at home on this one. I just want to say I remember we watched this Monday Night Football together last last year. Remember the Giants played in Kansas City, lost 17-20. to 20. They're a scrappy team. Maybe they got it locked on Monday nights. Something that we didn't talk about yesterday that I, I was reading. Um, after the game on Sunday, Kenny Galladay cleaned out his locker. Really? Yeah. He's super angry about the amount of passes he's getting thrown to him. Mm-hmm. But... He wasn't angry can, last year. Well, I mean, can you really blame the Giants? I mean, they signed him to a big contract. And yeah. It just it, it doesn't make sense as to why he's produced the way he has so far. Does he have an insane contract? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. What's he complaining about? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> Yeah. I was kind of curious, so I was doing some sniffing around on overthecap.com. Mm-hmm. Great tool for anybody out there who wants to go check out teams' cap situations. So if the Giants were to either trade or release Kenny Galladay right now, it'd be a post-June 1st designation just because, you know, we're past June 1st. The Giants would have $900,000 in cap space left over. Woo! 
So they clear up a ton for next year, but they'd end up like hitting themselves with like negative four million dollars this year. <laughs> so I don't know if any of that's gonna happen. I don't think he would get traded. I think there's almost a zero percent chance that anybody would take on that contract. But Yeah, I don't know. Dude's old too, so Yeah, he's not gonna get any more money than he's getting right now, so Yeah. Better be, be careful what you wish for. <laughs> I don't know, maybe he thinks he's gonna go to the Rams if he gets cut. <laughs> well, actually I, I shouldn't mock day. him. Yeah, I was gonna say I shouldn't mock him too much. He might actually end up on a good team. Green the Bay, Bucks. Tampa Bay. Yeah, Tampa Bay would be a good spot for him. Giants are a good team. Changed my mind. I don't I know if this I don't know if this will actually like change anything though for him because <clears throat> like we've seen players do this before. I mean, back in 2019. After the Vikings went into Chicago, they lost the Bears. They lost to a Chase Daniel-led Bears team, by the way. And Stefan Diggs refused to show up to practice the next day. So it's huh. not something new, but I think eventually he'll he'll come back. Can't be mad at Chase Daniel, man. Yeah. One of the best backup quarterbacks to ever play. You ever just think of the millions of dollars that these guys get paid just to hold a clipboard? I'd love to be a backup. I'd love to be a third string quarterback. <laughs> I mean, if you're Chase Daniel, you maybe play in what two games a year or something. So there's literally like no pressure on you. You get paid a couple million bucks literally just to hold a clipboard. Yep. We came in for one snap on that Thursday night last week, and they ran the ball. Huh. I was going to say it was a kneel down, but no, they lost that game. <clears throat> All right. So we wrap it up. Yep. All right. So thanks, everyone, for checking us out. Go ahead and check out our video from me yesterday where we gave our reactions from week two. If you could like, subscribe, comment. Check us out on Spotify and YouTube. We'll see you guys later. Adios.